Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Bee, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today, I'm going to record a solo jam, and I'm going to share a very, very vulnerable space that I haven't told anybody about so far. So one year ago today, I started a food and body certification with a company called Hungry for Happiness, and their mission is to help people heal their relationship to food in their bodies. And it's interesting because one day ago... I stepped back in the gym after a one-year hiatus. That is right, one year away from the gym without weight training, without running the treadmills, without doing the stair stepper. It was the first time that I had stepped in in a long time. So I want to take you down the path of, first of all, why did I take a year away from the gym? Um, Because it's kind of an unusual thing to do when you're someone who's been in the health and wellness industry for a while. I've been a personal trainer for four years, and I just recently decided to make the pivot from food and fitness to food and body coaching. So I know that this terminology is a little bit new for some of you. So I just want to talk a little bit about my journey and what got me to this point. So I think I'm just going to start in with my food and body journey from the very, very start, from the get-go. So here's what it looked like. As far as I can recall, as far as I can remember, my food and body issues really started to seep in right around high school when I was in competitive cheerleading. So I had wanted to be a cheerleader for a long time. I was able to start my cheerleading journey as actually at the time they had wrestling cheerleaders, which I'm sure most of you have never seen wrestling cheerleaders ever in your life. But that's what our junior high did to kind of recruit more women into the cheerleading arena. It was quite brilliant at the time, actually, because a lot of the girls, we couldn't qualify everybody for the basketball cheerleading and all that. So I started back in wrestling cheerleading and then in high school I made it to competitive cheerleading which was like the cream of the crop prime cheerleading space. So right from the get-go I wasn't the 80 pound girl, I wasn't the 90 pound girl, I wasn't even the 100 pound girl and so I already immediately had this big girl mentality where I was always on the bottom. I was never a flyer. They call the bottom the base. And in my eyes, I was just bigger than everybody else. My thighs were bigger than everybody else. My arms were bigger than everybody else. I was, heaven forbid, guys, a medium. I was horrified that they were wearing extra small and small tops. And I was a medium. Can you even believe it? Holy smokes. So what I didn't realize at the time is that the base is the most integral part of the cheerleading pyramid, in my opinion now, is because without the base, without the strength, without the grounding of everything, 
that person is going to fall down. And many a times, my best gal pals fell flat, fell on my face. You know, people lost teeth, they broke things. And the girl, it was our responsibility to catch her, to make sure that she never hit the ground, that she always hit us first. And so we took a lot of beatings, but I always really, that's where the root of my body issues stemmed from. And I didn't realize this until later on. So I'm going to keep sharing my story with you. It was in cheerleading. I also felt really, really strong. So it's where I started to have this pull of, I feel strong in my body. I know the capabilities of my body. I could do flips and all these sorts of crazy tricks. I was always in the front lineup for my smile and for my winking and for uh, my light and for my happiness. But I was never on top of the pyramid. And it was always like the top of the pyramid got the most attention, got the most praise, got the most love and they were the light girls you know so in cheerleading you exercise our group because we were in competitive cheer exercised nearly three hours a day we were doing cardio we were doing strength we were doing flexibility my body was in tip-top shape and I could eat whatever I wanted whenever I wanted and not gain a pound So here's the fun thing. Then I went to college and it was like I went from three hours a day to maybe 30 minutes a day in the gym, maybe, and eventually no exercise whatsoever. I got introduced to drinking, binge drinking, partying, basically made Little Caesars my dining menu every single day, uh, like two, at least two meals a day, or, you know, you're just eating crap. You're just filling your body with crap. And I, I just let it go out the window. So by the time I graduated college, now I was in serious comparison syndrome where I woke up and all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, I'm 20 pounds heavier and had a 20 pounds extra weight than I was when I was in high school. So I was really unhappy with what I saw. I was, you know, the biggest number on the scale I'd ever seen. I was the biggest number in the pant size that I ever had seen. And I was like, how did this even happen? And then I really wanted my cheerleading body back. It was like, I would do anything to get that body back. So I moved home and at the time I, f- I joined a running team and I hated cardio at the time, but I found this really great group of people who loved running, really felt connected to getting out, moving my body, the highs of your body, you know, moving your body, and which is why I love exercise in the first place. You're releasing the energy, you're getting focused, you're having connection, you're feeling inspired, you're feeling motivated, you're feeling strength, you're feeling challenged, but you're getting results, you're using resistance, you're hitting resistance, and you're breaking all these different barriers, and it feels so freaking good. That's why movement is so magical. That's why I still believe in fitness, I still believe in movement 100%, but nonetheless, I joined this running team, I became obsessed with running, and I started to see my body change. So it all once again came back to the physical. I was never addressing why I was overeating in the first place, what I was missing out on. So I then tried, then I got engaged. Then I got engaged and all I could think of was the wedding dress and the wedding day and fitting into the perfect things. And so I started dieting. I started eating the salads. I started getting on the meal plans, trying every meal plan under the sun, doing the points, doing the trackers, doing the wearing the gadgets, everything. And by the time I got married, I was so freaking fit, super toned, loved the way that I looked, loved the way that I felt, got the trainer, did all the things. But as a result, I was truly, truly exercising out of fear. And after that happened, then I was like, yay, happy marriage bliss. I But now I needed to really control my body. I needed to control my body to stay there. And that is exactly when 
the binge restrict cycle began. And I did this strong, you guys, for four solid years where then I really wanted to keep that body. So the only way to do that was I thought I had a food addiction. I was like, okay, I'm just like craving all these foods and craving all the sugar. But it was because when I was on the diet, I wouldn't allow myself to have, you know, normal things. And so I would want them. I would crave them all the time. And then I would start eating them in secret. I would have a secret stash in my house. I would just do whatever it took to keep that physical body, but not let anybody know that I was eating behind the scenes. Then I thought, well, you know what? I have this great body and I was getting a ton of uh, positive feedback from people on my physical appearance. How'd you do it? What'd you do? And then I also felt really, really strong. So I'm like, I got to keep this going. Why not make a career out of it? People love being around me. They love my energy. They're motivated by me. They like to go to the gym with me. So why don't I look into personal training? Uh, I loved my corporate job at the time, but I was like, this is so exciting. What if, what if, and this is the truth, this is where it actually came from. What if I can spend all my day working out with other people, then I can really burn calories, then I can really look super amazing, and I'll get paid for it. That's incredible. (laughs) So I I mean, I just I can laugh because I look back at this mindset and I'm like, oh, man, wow, what a journey. So I wanted to make a career out of it. So I started to look into being a personal trainer, what it would take, but never really went for it. And then I was like, you know what, why do I why do I actually want to be a personal trainer? Well, I felt so confident in my body. I felt you know, that so many women were afraid of of weights and lifting weights and being in that scary part of the gym. And I wanted to help women know that they belonged there and that we had a space there. And I wasn't afraid of entertaining that. So right about that time when I started to get the itch for personal training, my husband and I decided to make a huge transition and move to the state of California. So we moved our coat from our cozy space with all of our friends and all of our family and all of our connections and everything that made us feel safe and safe and loved. And we moved to the state of California for his job. So the mindset when I got here immediately was that I needed a California body. Obviously, you hear about it in all the songs, you see it on all the the shows, I needed a California body and what did that look like? It looked like the girls hitting the stage with super slim bodies. I just had a really unhealthy idea of what society had pitched to me as a California girl body. I also started to feel a little bit socially isolated because I didn't have my friends here. I didn't have my family here. And so I got the biggest, baddest trainer that you could find on planet earth. And he said, in order to like get the body and to feel amazing and have the life that you want for yourself, you just have to grind. You have to restrict your food. You have to go back to the dieting. Like this is the way that you are going to find happiness, love, and connection. And here's where it is. So I took that advice. I showed up every day. I hit the gym. I started to once again get that positive feedback from people. You look great. We're here at the gym because you're here. You should be a personal trainer. So then I really, really went all in. I was buying gallons of egg whites. I was buying... Oh man, cod liver oil. I was only eating like sweet potatoes, chicken, and broccoli two times a day. I was buying these meal containers for physique models. And I got down to the lowest weight that I'd ever been. I was down to 115 pounds, 13% body fat, and thought that I had to keep going. And I kid you not, you guys, 
Every week that I looked in the mirror, even though this was the most fit I had ever been, the smallest size on the scale I'd ever been, the smallest pants I had ever bought, I looked in the mirror and all I saw was someone who was still not fit enough, still not good enough. And the reality was is that I just wasn't happy with myself on the inside. Uh, so, but I was motivating other women in the gym and they wanted to work out with me. They were telling me that I should be a personal trainer. And so I got certified. I got certified and I was really, really proud of it. And I was taking the test. I was sitting for the test. And right about that time, uh, my husband and I decided to get a divorce. And then my whole world just shattered. And I didn't realize at the time that it was because a lot of it because I didn't love myself. I didn't love my body. Um, I, I got to the point where I couldn't even eat dinner with him. I couldn't even eat dinner out with friends because I, I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to be influenced by anything. And I was just like so, so unhappy because I made it all about my body. And the only reason why I was working out was to get the body. It wasn't for any other reason. I was seeking my worth through my physical being and it was just so completely destructive. So it literally took for me to lose my best friend, everything that I felt like I had going in my life, for me to hit rock bottom and realize like, shit, now what? So I started binge eating again. And because I started binge eating again, I was literally eating my emotions, but I didn't want anyone else to know that I was eating my emotions. So what I would do is I would get on a shake diet. I would just take drink shakes protein shakes. That's all I would drink. And I would do cleanses. So I would binge, 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 eat all of my emotions. And then I would restrict, 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 and try to get it all out. Just try to cleanse it all out. I tried to do this using juices. I tried to do this, this using all sorts of cleanses, all sorts of teas, all sorts of laxatives, all sorts of everything so that people wouldn't know through my physical being that anything was actually wrong with me emotionally. I was devastated. I was embarrassed. I was crying every day. I hated myself. I was so unhappy in my life. But instead, I would just go out and party, 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 party to numb out on my emotions, then I would binge eat, binge eat, binge eat, and then I would just try to get rid of it all through cleansing and shaking. Wow, wow, how far I have come. I woke up one morning and I was like, this has to stop. There has to be something better than this. This has to feel better. And so I remember one of the ladies who was actually ironically doing, uh, selling the shakes that I was taking, used to be a personal trainer and she turned into like self-love junkie self-development. So I started to follow her page. I started to listen to what she had and she had a 12-week self-help course to get yourself out of a rut, to get yourself back into the space of loving and knowing and appreciating yourself. And so I bought this course for $200 off the internet because mind you, I'm still hiding from everyone. I'm hiding from my family. I'm hiding from my friends. I'm hiding from my neighbors. I didn't want anyone to ask me about my divorce. I didn't want anyone to ask me about my body. I just wanted to pretend that everything was okay and I was strong and I was not weak and I could do this and I could move on with my life. But the reality was is I was suffering, suffering so badly. So I took this 12-week course and it really started to change my mindset, change my soul set, change my heart space. And I was like, you know what? I am better than this. 
I can be free from this. I can feel good in myself again. And after going through, you know, that self-development piece, then I went to her conference and started to heal a little bit more, started to find some women, started to actually hear other people's stories of pain and how they were coping with their pain. And I'm like, holy shit, I am not alone in this journey. There are a lot of people hurting and hiding, just hurting and hiding and trying to pretend that everything is okay when it's just not. And through some really close conversations, supporting myself through self-development, continuing that journey, I decided to jump back into fitness and become a personal trainer all in full time because I wanted women to know that they could heal again. I always found strength in my physical being. So I opened up Heidi B's Fitness and I wanted to help, honestly, I wanted to help myself. If I really dig deep and think about this, I wanted to help myself. And I thought, if I can help women transform the one thing that they hate, they hate their bodies, they hate living in their bodies, then I can bring joy and peace and happiness to this world because I hated living in my body. And I'm like, I'm going to set this up so that women feel strong in their bodies. I'm going to teach them physical fitness, but I'm going to trick them. And I'm going to introduce little pieces of self-development that I've learned from these courses and from these conferences. I'm going to infuse those secretly into my personal training. And it worked. And women signed up online. They bought the fitness course. They got strong in their physical bodies. They shed some weight, right? They started to feel really good and really confident. And I started to see like, hey, this self-development piece is actually the piece that they're really searching for. They're really searching for community. They're really searching for connection. And so was I. So by hosting all of this fitness work, I was able to call in community to my life. I was able to fill in that piece that was the missing gap. I was able to just like resurrect the person that I really, really wanted to be and know who I was and know that I wasn't alone. After running four successful online courses, community courses with these women, I knew that I had to take it to the next level because they continued to sign up for that community piece, for that aspect. But I realized really quickly that they were right back where I was a couple years prior to where they were still living in scarcity and fear that if they stopped working with me, if they stopped moving their physical body, that their whole life would fall apart. So I'm like, okay, we need to dig deeper. We need to get to the root cause of what's actually happening. I need to help women shift and change their internal state, their emotional being, so that they can transform completely. Because when we transform from the inside, the outside follows. So, wow, this is so cool to be talking about this actually out loud. So it was about that time where I started seeing a woman online talking about being connected to your body, all the things that were possible from the inside out. And so I decided to sign up for this food and body course and know that it was the missing link to really bridge the gap between your physical being and your emotional being. But I thought to myself, is this actually gonna work? Like, is this really, really gonna work? Because all I know and all I've trusted for the last like 10 years of my life doing this diets and weight loss and fitness plans is that like that is what is 
gotten me to stay in my physical body and stay strong? And what's going to happen if I'm not on the scale, not counting calories, not counting food calories, not wearing fitness trackers? Can I actually change the relationship to food and my body and free myself from these chains, from these shackles? Can I actually trust myself enough to intuitively eat? I had heard this concept kind of lightly drizzled, dripped everywhere. Okay, all you need to do is just know what your body needs. Listen to your body. Get in tune with your body. And it will choose the things that you need to fuel it. It will choose to live on this level. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm buying this BS. I don't know if I'm buying this, but I'm going to try it because I was so desperate. I was like, there has to be, there has to be a better way there. We can't be trapped in this fear of our bodies, not being a certain type or a certain weight or a certain whatever. We can't be trapped in containers and calorie counting forever. This cannot be the end all be all. This cannot. And this woman was talking about how she had done it and how she was teaching other women how to do it. And I'm like, wow, if that's actually true and that's actually possible, that's exactly, that is exactly what I'm going to do with my life. That is exactly how I'm going to free myself and how I'm going to free other women. So you guys, that's exactly what I did. That is exactly what I have been doing for a year. But here's why I went off of my calorie counting, my food, my fitness journey for a full year. Here's why I didn't step one day in the gym. Because through the food and body certification that I got, it's all about listening to your what, what your body needs, trusting what your body needs. So I thought, you know what? If I'm going to be able to prove to people that this actually works, I need to trust myself. I need to trust that I don't need any of those other things, any of those other containers, calorie counting methods. I don't need to go in the gym every day and force my body to do the weightlifting just because that's the only way that I've ever known. So I gave it up. I gave it all up and I surrendered so completely and so fully to this healing process and I trusted my mentor and I trusted my coach and I followed every single step that she told us and that she brought to the table because I wanted to make sure that you guys realized that if I can do this work and I can live in this body that I know and love and trust and appreciate now, so can you. We have to break these societal norms of diet culture because we are human. Humans are feeling machines. We are feeling machines. We are feeling all the time. So why do we think that we can avoid our feelings and get growth? We have to feel in order to heal. And that is all what emotional healing, emotional being is. Oh, so I have a new relationship to much to my body. I'm not going back. This is it. I've broke through. I now desire food and fitness because I have a healed relationship to food in my body. That's it. And that's what I'm teaching women how to do. I still love fitness. I still love sweating. I still love strength training. But the reason why I stepped back in the gym this week was because I missed it. Because I craved it. Because I wondered what it would feel like to pick up the weights again. And it felt so good to serve my body in that way again. 
but it wasn't out of scared. It wasn't out of scarcity. It wasn't out of fear. It was out of so much love because after 11 months of fully surrendering and fully committing and fully trusting my body around food in social settings, knowing that I can eat whatever I want, whatever I need to fuel my body and eat intuitively and move intuitively, that last year my body wanted to walk and walk and walk and walk and I could walk for hours. I would try to walk two times a day just because it felt good, but it was never about how long I would walk. It was never about how many calories I would burn. Some mornings I would wake up and I would just dance and some mornings I would wake up and I would go to yoga and some mornings I would wake up and I would just go swim in the pool. Whatever it was that my body felt good in doing and some mornings it was just breathing just breathing and meditating and being fully present. And then I woke up this year, I woke up yesterday and my body was like, you want to feel the weights being lifted again, feel the resistance, feel the push, feel that, feel how strong your body is again, feel how able it is, feel how challenged it is. Feel what it feels like to, oh, and the other thing that I did was I went for a jog. I gave up all of the running. I was addicted to running. And I asked myself, like, what are you trying to run to? What are you trying to run run from? I was trying to run from all my feelings. I was trying to run to loving myself. And so now when I go out to hit the beach path for a jog, I'm just like, I just want to run to be free. I just want to run to feel the sweat drip. I just want to run to feel my heartbeat. I just want to run to feel so freaking alive and know that my body is capable of doing it. I want to climb the stairs because I want to climb mountains with my friends because I want to go on hikes up mountains and I want to know that my body can do that for a really, really really long time because it feels good. So now I'm just offering that up to everybody that it is possible, it is available, and that is why I gave up food and fitness for for an entire year because I didn't want anybody to listen to this episode a year later and go, well, you were just doing the same things that you were doing before, and how can you actually know that that work worked if you weren't, if you didn't give it, give it a try? So I went all in, you guys, And I promise you that it just takes the right guidance to understand how to move through your emotions, how to unlock the depths of the things that you've been avoiding for years. Because food is the most socially accepted drug and numbing agent. But we can use any other concept. Food is just one. Food is just like, oh, well, it's just because I'm addicted to food or I'm addicted to sugar or I just like, I like to go eat socially with my friends. No, food is the most socially acceptable drug and numbing agent. We eat our feelings when we don't trust our bodies and know how to eat intuitively. We eat when we're bored. Other things that come to mind are numbing agents, any kind of alcohol, any kind of drug, weed, sleep, is another numbing agent, you guys. Sleep is a numbing agent. It really, really is. It all comes down to intention. Why we're eating, why we're drinking, why we're smoking, why we're gambling, why we're shopping, why we're sleeping, why we're doing anything. And if it's not from a place of love and it's just from a like avoidance distractor, then it's not really serving our highest self. It's just not. So how do we get to the root cause of what we're actually feeling in order to get to the healing. And physical weight comes off as a result of us addressing these things. So the other thing that I wanted to quickly touch on is that fitness, just like food is the most socially acceptable drug, fitness is probably the most socially accepted coping mechanism 
or avoidance addiction. And what I mean by that is, you know, I wasn't willing to just sit with my feelings. Instead, I would just go run for hours and hours and hours. And if you're using fitness to avoid, distract, or numb out, it's just a bad coping mechanism. When If you're spending three hours at the gym every day just thinking that you're getting through it and you're making yourself a better person, stop and ask yourself why you're, why you're actually there. You guys, I love fitness and I love food, but we don't have to live in fear of these things. We don't have to let our lives be ruled and controlled by these elements. We get to use fitness as a means to love so much on our bodies. We get to use food as a means to love so much and nourish our bodies. And that doesn't mean we have to eat kale salads every day. It doesn't. I love a good cupcake. I love a good piece of pizza. And for probably, I would say four to six years, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't trust myself around it. I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't think that I could ever tell you guys, be speaking to you right now, saying that I could stop myself after one piece or two bites, or be okay with eating three pieces and not having to go run it off or purge it off or whatever I was going to do or or not do any of those things and then just feel so fucking guilty that I ate that piece of pizza. We don't have to feel guilty about the food that we eat. We don't have to feel like fitness is the only way to control our physical beings. There is so much freedom in healing the relationship to food in your body. It is possible. So I hope this was helpful to you guys today. If you have any questions on what it means to help yourself with food and body, get into your physical being, get into your emotional being, please reach out to me. I hear you. I feel you. I've tried every diet under the sun. Whatever you're doing to numb out, whatever you're doing, to push your body to extreme limits, just to hide from other things. I get it. I get it. I've done it. I felt it. I've lived it. And I'm telling you right now, you don't have to live it for one more second. You don't have to live it for one more day. You get to be responsible for shifting and changing into a life that you're obsessed with, into a body that you love, no matter what shape and size it is. And you get to just enjoy your life for all that you desire it to be. I love you so much. I hope you found this helpful. Go out into the world, shine your light bright, and love yourselves healthy. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!